0: When we talk about metaverse and so forth, you just take it as it is in the virtual world. You know, you are starting a new ecosystem in the virtual world. And in the virtual world, whatever you try to do in the real life, it can be mimicked into the virtual world. And that is part and parcel of how a metaverse is formed.
1: You're listening to Crypto Savvy, the show that demystifies digital assets and uncovers all things cryptocurrency. Brought to you by The Hashkey Group, a leader in financial technology and digital asset management. Crypto Savvy, the essentials. Whether you are crypto savvy or not, you've probably at some point in time heard the word blockchain. Blockchain is the underlying technology that Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies operate on. In fact... None of the coins and tokens today would exist if it weren't for blockchain. But what exactly makes blockchain special? And what will a blockchain revolution look like? Joining me to explore this topic is my guest today, Andy Leanne. Andy is a global thought leader and seasoned business strategist who is known for his work in the nonprofit and government sectors in Asia. With over 15 years of experience, he currently is the chief digital advisor to Mongolia's national productivity agenda and the chairman for the Korea Esports Industry Association and cryptocurrency exchange Big One Exchange. Most recently, Andy was named non executive director of EG Association a social impact NGO based in Switzerland. He is an early blockchain adopter and is the best-selling author of the book Blockchain Revolution 2030. Andy, welcome to the Crypto Savvy Podcast. Tell us a little bit more about yourself as an intro to our listeners. My
0: name is Andy Lian. I'm based in Singapore, Singaporean. So I actually done most of my work outside of Singapore, you know, in Korea, in Japan, uh, right now in Mongolia and further on maybe in uh, uh, Mexico. So right right at this current moment, I'm the uh, chairperson of uh, Big One. So it is a uh, crypto exchange, top twenty on Coin Market Cap. Apart from that, I hold other roles as well. Uh, I'm a chief digital advisor for the Mongolia Productivity Organization. So this is directly under the government. You know, we talk about new technology and so forth. Um, I'm also an investor, so some some people know me by that, and um, successfully invested in quite a number of early stages. You know, right from uh, two zero one seven, and uh, here I am. You know, talking to you and um, hoping to share more insights.
1: Well, Andy, I really wanted to kind of uh, dive for a moment into blockchain. It's such a fundamental technology, and many of our listeners will have heard of the phrase but may not truly understand it. Can you give us a brief introduction uh, to blockchain?
0: I think um, a, a lot of folks in the, in the space, you know, they put it such that blockchain is a very complex uh, a, a mechanism. Uh, But I would always love to say that blockchain is a much secured database that is holding everything together. You know, it's more secure. It is transparent. You know, there's a lot of other things that you can build on top of the blockchain. So that enable things like uh, automation that enable a lot of other things that could not be done in a traditional uh, space or a traditional database can do, you know. So that is a very quick uh, layman uh, uh, intro, you know, to, to
1: blockchain. And what differentiates it from software? Because that uh, also does some of the similar functions.
0: I think um, when you look at software, for example, um, you, know, you know, software runs on, on the database as well, right? So, so you see software as, the, as one of the applications, but I, I, I see I see this uh, blockchain as the structure uh, behind the software so so there's a, there's quite a big difference on how this thing is going to be done and then some people will say then what about the, the user interface on the software or on the app you know so again these are all different layers of technology that that we are all talking about so it's, it's quite a quite 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 a different thing though I think you know in my opinion
1: now I may. I might get this wrong, but blockchain fundamentally operates at—is it three different levels? You've got the kind of the the underlying uh, foundation code, uh, such as uh, e- Ether, Ethereum, or uh, Bitcoin, and then you've got middleware and apps. Um, is that a, a fair way of uh, slicing the blockchain environment? I think it
0: is fair, but as we move along into the different stages of uh, adoption. It might not be too fair, you know, because if you if you look at it from a technology standpoint, there could be more than just three layers. Right. But if you look at it from a user standpoint, what the user, user really want to see is how does the blockchain interact with the application that I'm, I'm using, how secure it is, you know, whether it's backed by Ethereum or, or backed by EOS, for example, or backed by Phantom, it doesn't really matter to them. You know, it is just an app or a dap that they are using. Yeah, this is this is uh, how I would love to differentiate things, you know, and, and make things easier for people to digest.
1: And how are national governments uh, looking at using blockchain?
0: I think if you look at it uh, on a blockchain level, governments are very, very open and receptive to concepts like uh, like blockchain because it's new you know, it solves a certain problem, you know. So some, some governments, for example, I, I I don't want to name them, but uh, they are already working on a uh, national identity, uh, blockchain-based uh, a, a backend, you know, just to make sure that everyone, everybody's uh, medical records to um, your ID, you know, are all on chain because th- things that are on chain will not be removed or will not be authored uh that easily right so th- governments are doing that governments are very proactive in terms of a uh, blockchain technology you know how it in- improves uh productivity so mongolia you know is a country that is trying to push this very hard you know putting up the digital front you know making things more digital tasks making things more effective and productive and you know using blockchain it can help to automate a lot of these things so so from a government perspective um they are very open uh, in fact again there are a lot of different tenders that they are putting forth uh, uh within the within certain ministries for example ministry of finance for example they are they are pilot pilot a a whole system where they use blockchain to clear some of these uh, uh applicants you know, use blockchain to clear some of the uh, uh, some of the the, the the bills that you need to pay. You know, to the different uh, stat bots and so forth. So all these things are in place. And to be real honest, in time to come, we will not talk about it because blockchain will just be part of everybody's life, and the government will not talk about it anymore because they know what it is like and they know how it, it functions and they just want a better deployment compared to what they have currently.
1: Now, what was the uh, for those who haven't read your book Blockchain Revolution 2030, what's the central premise of your book and what inspired you to write that?
0: I think for the book uh, itself the the center the 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 main core thing that we want to talk about uh, back then, you know, in 201718 is how we see blockchain in the future. You know, so if for for people who have read the book and have uh, deep conversations with, with people uh, like myself, you know, and one of my co-authors, you know, back in 2018, we were talking about NFTs, you know, how NFT is going to be a very popular thing, how it can change some of the uh, the, the old marketing ways, how they can change a, a, a tighter deed, you know, using NFT, how they could uh, change the art scene in NFT, But what we talk about back in two zero one eight only came into a better, uh, maybe a better, a a better place, only just recently, you know, in two zero two one especially. So what we are doing and the narrative that we are uh, putting forth is something that we see is going to happen in the future, you know. So apart from that, we have a lot of other. Uh, kind of a scenario uh, uh, where the blockchain is best used as an application. You know, so the supply chain, for example, there is uh, how the whole maker city can evolve better with blockchain, uh, how the whole uh, uh, this uh, automation works with blockchain. So all these things are slowly uh, getting into its place. And again, I, I hope in 2020 we could see the um, Uh, The other thing that we talk about uh, a lot would be uh, uh, industrial 4.0 automating uh, uh, manufacturing uh, facilities using blockchain. So that that could be something big uh, that that we foresee back then
1: in 2022. You
0: know, so hopefully we will see
1: more of those. Okay, well, we've uh, you've looked ahead. Uh, Let's look at the present. And can we talk about some current use cases of blockchain that uh, our listeners might be familiar with?
0: When you look at the current days, most of the time, when you look at the mainstream media, it is more finance driven. Right. So the banks are using blockchain for 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 clearing their funds. You know, the medical uh, industry is using blockchain to keep their medical records. You know, the supply chain um, uh, industry is using blockchain to look at traceability options for some of their products. And again, you know, if you look at the current times, look around all the hype and so forth, there's NFT, right? So NFT is also a use case that you will see uh, uh, for blockchain. Again, you know, if you are in, in Hong Kong, for example, in Singapore, you could also see some of this pay uh, vending machine that is blockchain-enabled, you know, uh, uh, or, or crypto-enabled. You know, you can also see a lot of different payments for, for retailers, Uh, right now that are accepting cryptocurrency. So that are actual use cases of blockchain.
1: Now, uh, your book talks uh, has the title Blockchain Revolution. Uh, What is truly revolutionary about blockchain? And in your answer, can you kind of dive into the immutability of contracts or the kind of the use of the community to create blockchain?
0: I think... Um, this is a very big question. Um, why I say this is big is because whenever we talk about blockchain uh, specifics, you know, many of our folks or my friends, you know, in the space, we talk about um, uh, immunability, transparency, things like that, and and this this seems to be really big words and so forth. But to me, I don't think those things are really that important. To be honest, I think in order for blockchain to be more popular and widely accepted it has to be widely adopted right it should not be a case where where it is purely driven by technology a good technology without good usage is going to be bad technology so diving into the blockchain space i think to keep things very simple is how the smart contracts are going to change some of the existing contract works some 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 of the um, uh, some some of the interaction you know between application and user will be changed because of this smart contract you just imagine you know when we talk about smart contract you know on nfts you know on art, art pieces you know right now whenever we talk about nft we just talk about a very nice uh maybe a cyberpunk or maybe a a, a, a loot kind of uh, uh, nft you know but but those are not the the true essence of what NFT can really do, right? The true, the true thing is, if today you are an art, you are an artist, you created a piece of art, you know, by reselling or by 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 reselling or even by 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 viewing, you know, people view the NFT or people uh, buy an NFT, you can actually get a, a royalty back, you know, all these things can be programmed onto the NFT using the smart contract, and that is the beauty behind it, you know, and again. It enables and empower creators, and then it gives the users a, a more secure uh, out, out, outlook. You know, I bought this; it's real. It's on the it's on the chain. I know who is the artist and how it was worth how much it was worth before before I bought it, right? So again, it goes back to the usability, not so much of just pure technology. That's how, that's how I see it. So
1: if uh, Andy Warhol had been on an NFT he would have gotten his 15 minutes of fame plus uh, future ongoing commissions.
0: 100 percent he will be a happy man you know and, and again uh, future artists will enjoy this and it will be something that, that that people will get used to it you know I was actually at an art gallery uh, yesterday night you know it's, uh, in Singapore It's one of the biggest. In fact, it's the biggest private art gallery. It's called Art Now. So we were talking about how 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 the the, the big the big gallery that they have, you know, at, at Raffles Hotel, is 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 going to change things. You know, if you if you add in the element of uh, of NFT, you know, how you're going to drive more users, you know, to your gallery to take some nice picture and and be rewarded with additional things like an NFT, you know, so. Again, you know, traditional art owners, art gallery are changing their mindset. So, so are we. So we got to catch up and and bring up more hype and uh, more more new stuff, you know, to the industry. Well,
1: you talked about large scale use cases. I I can't imagine anything larger than central bank digital currencies or CBDC. Um, how are those progressing, particularly in Asia, and and how are they uh, linked to blockchain?
0: The the, the back end. Uh, for most of the CBdc are actually backed by blockchain um, so so that's how how it works. Um, the development of it in Asia I don't think it is it is uh, up to my personal expectation of it to be honest. Uh, the more developed Asian countries are just putting things in the sandbox and just talking about it. you don't really see much actions. Uh, the not so developed countries, are uh, trying to push it very hard because they felt that C B D C can actually help with the whole currency and help with their economy and so forth. But if you again step back and, and look at how C B D C is really like and, and what it can really do, uh it is actually a very simple digital dollar. Right. And and if your if your country was doing well with the digital dollar, you are you are still continuing to do better. But if your country is not doing well, for example, the digital dollar will not really help too much, you know, because that's just part and parcel of the whole ecosystem. Right. So 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 the, so, so that goes back to the fact that the deployment has been has always been very subjective. You know, they, they, they are very hesitant to push this out because they do not want the wrong impression that CBDC equals to cryptocurrency. You know, because if you talk to the general public, you know, about CBDC, they say, oh, Singapore is into uh, a crypto, crypto money. I was like, hmm? nope, that's not what it is, you know. So I think before the launch of any of this thing, the awareness and the education of what the CBDC uh, can do is very important. So in Singapore or, or even in, in Hong Kong, where you, where you are, the, uh, the, the equivalent of the uh, uh, monetary authority must start to, you know, inform people what, what this CBDC can really do, you know, what, what, what different, you know, is it from, from what we see right now in the, in the digital uh, banking space, you know, and, and also correct them that this is not crypto, you know. So, again, it, it's, it's, it's still a long process before it can be fully deployed, but I do see places like, for example, China. You know, they they did a very nice deployment and a very nice test of the of, of their of of, of their version of a CBDC, and many other countries as well. You know, in the in in Europe, you know, they are all doing this. So, I, I what I really hope to see is, uh, you know, education first before rolling roll, rolling out, and proper education will help uh, CBDC grow a lot bigger because. That is, again, if they are actually backed by blockchain, that is, again, a very big use case for blockchain.
1: Fantastic. Andy, well, we've talked about blockchain. We've talked about NFTs briefly, but I'd like to shift gears now and talk about metaverse. Wow. I know this is something that you're closely following, and this is a fairly new concept, even for those who have been in the crypto game for a while. Can you kind of give us a, an introduction to the metaverse?
0: Again, you know, I like to put things very simple. You know, so when, you, when we talk about metaverse and so forth, you just take it as it is in the virtual world. You know, you are starting a new ecosystem in the virtual world. and And in the virtual world, whatever you try to do, in the real life, you know, it can be mimicked into the virtual world, and that is part and parcel of how a metaverse is formed. You know, so it can be a very simple classroom environment, which is which is a metaverse environment in the metaverse, or it could be in a gaming space. You know, so that's how how. In a, in a nutshell, or in a very simple terms, this is this is this is how we see it.
1: And um, metaverse is becoming very popular. Why? Uh, what are some of the drivers?
0: That is um, that is a, a tough one. Um, <laughs> I think I think when we talk about metaverse and so forth, you know, uh, big big brands are, are embarking on that. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Facebook. You know, they started their their own version of a metaverse, right? Uh, but if you if you look at it, a metaverse in the crypto space what's driving it i believe is the scarcity and the price that is driving it. you know you just imagine a piece of land uh or or a building you know in, in in the virtual world can be sold at that kind of a price and that creates the hype and that creates a lot of following you know and again why this is popular it is also because it's new you know when things are new people want to try it out right so so that's how that's how we see it you know from uh from from an insider perspective but if you look at things from an outside perspective from a user perspective um they they, they are actually thinking of things like how are, how how are we going to use a metaverse you know what how should i function in the metaverse you know these are things that they want to know you know can i buy can i buy something in the metaverse you know how am i going to buy it you know so all these questions can come to mind you know and then, and then, why this is closely linked with cryptocurrency is because um, there, there are many instances where we we look at how uh, the metaverse uh, environment is linked to a real life environment, right? How how people in the gallery is 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 able to view the gallery in the metaverse, uh, buy the NFT version of of the of the painting in the metaverse. And 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 have it, you know, in in their in their own private virtual space, you know. So these are changing, you know. These are things that are changing, and why users are looking at metaverse as something interesting and fun.
1: Now, um, can you stay with me in the gallery uh, for a minute um, and tell me how would? experiencing an art gallery or your private NFT collection in your metaverse gallery, what would the experience be like um, if you were to take me into your private art gallery? Would you and I be standing next to each other and seeing each other or seeing our avatars? Um,
0: well, uh, I have been to a couple of art galleries that is in the metaverse. You know, I, I was also speaking at a, a, in the metaverse. You know? so, so I think the experience is fun. You know, so you just imagine you in, in a selected figure, you know, a, a, a nice character, you know, walk around, you know, and then with your name on top, you know, then people say, oh, that's Andy, you know, nice meeting you here and so forth. And then you could talk to new people, you know, in the metaverse, right? You do not need to show your real face. You know, in, in the crypto space, you know, you know, some of them, you, 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 you spoke to them, you know, but you have heard their voices, but... You do not know how they look like, right? So they want to remain a secret. So metaverse would become a place where they start to interact, right? And then when you talk about art gallery, for example, you know, uh, you could have a private area, you know, where I only open this up to people that I know. You know, I'll just bring you to, into my, my, my collection and then you can see, oh, this collection is going to worth a 1,000 ETH. The other collection is going to worth uh, 1,000 BTC, for example. You know, it, it become a place where you could start to showcase what you have, you know. And then, and then it could also be very exclusive wherever that comes in, you know. You could actually get a very exclusive ticket, you know. That could be an NFT uh, as well, you know. So, so I think what we can do in the virtual world is actually very similar to what we, 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 we have, you know, in, in the real world. But the virtual world allow you to be interacting with people globally, you know, in, a, in, in, a, in an environment that you can control, you know. So that, that would be the fun part, you know, when we talk about gallery.
1: Great. Well, I uh, I love the art example, and I can actually see it coming to use in schooling um, because of the rise of online education and uh, uh, the effects of the pandemic. Uh, are there early education uh, projects underway in Metaverse?
0: Yes, definitely. Uh, in fact, the Metaverse uh, education project uh, started a lot earlier than what we see right now because in, in, the, in the metaverse, uh, right in the beginning of the COVID period, there are already a uh, metaverse classroom environment that is being launched. Uh, why are they being launched first? Is because there's, there's no need to talk about dollar and cents. You know, there's no, you, you are not going to be in a virtual world buying an art piece or buying something, right? So, so without the payment and without the monetary thing in, 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 in place, is very straightforward. The students and uh, uh, the the students and the teacher use the metaverse as a place for interaction. It is fun for the student because you know they may not like their teacher that much in real life, you know, but they like the they like the very fun icon, right? So so that has really kicked off uh, right right during the COVID period, you know, where students uh, use this way to interact with their, their teacher. And then through the metaverse, they actually created their own classroom environment. You know, again, I'm, I don't want to he- be here to promote any of, of, of the projects specifically, but there are projects which are very interesting. You know, they do their tuition in, on, on, in the metaverse. You know, they do their projects on metaverse, you know. So, so, so the, the whole group project, for example, with the students become a lot more interactive as compared to the classroom environment. Because in a classroom environment, you could only do that once, right? But in the metaverse, you could record, you could replay, you could edit. You know, there's a lot of things that can be done. And, and that helps to stimulate the, the, the child's mind, you know. So that that's how metaverse is like, you know, without the crypto element.
1: Metaverse is obviously still in its early stages. And what needs to happen in order for metaverse to become full-on mainstream?
0: Well, uh <sighs> maybe 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 something that is not so appropriate to say but but that was there's a very good example if covid-19 continues at, at this current stage with new variants well metaverse is going to be a very big thing you know because you know not every one of us are, are 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 happy with what we have right now you know some of them say that oh i can't travel anymore you know i can't meet my friends anymore you know but metaverse gave them another opportunity to interact and interact in a very different manner, you know. So, so I think metaverse will grow because of that situation. But on another front, you know, from a more crypto crypto front, uh, for for metaverse is because um, uh, gaming on metaverse is going to grow, and it will grow a lot, you know. So, so when the gaming industry adopts and welcome and create all these different metaverses, the different metaverse in their the different world and universe will grow very fast. You know, you just imagine some of the games, uh, some of the bigger game uh, 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 players, you know, they have millions and millions of users. If all of them were to get into that metaverse, you know, or create a new metaverse of game, it's going to be a big hit.
1: Yeah it sounds like the closing scenes of Ready Player 1.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, <laughs> so, there's a lot of things.
1: Yeah. So, Andy, um how do you keep tabs on the news and updates in the crypto world? What are the sources you turn to?
0: Well, I I am mostly on Twitter. And then um I I I spend time reading from some of these uh websites. For example, Coin uh Blockcast.cc uh uh, securities.io, for example, I, I read from 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 sites like that because they could they can bring me the latest news, you know. But I do want to say that they might not be able to give me the best insights, you know. So so the best insights are still talking with friends in the industry, uh, keeping tabs of what's new, you know. Talking in some of these Telegram groups can give me more insights than what you can read. from from the news sites.
1: Fantastic. And uh, just for those who may not be following, what's your Twitter handle?
0: Uh, Andy Lian. So A-N-N-D-Y-L-I-A-N. That's my my
1: Twitter. Great. And that'll be down in the show notes below. So make sure to click and follow Andy. and Andy, we like to end crypto savvy with a bit of a forecast. Any subject you choose, but uh, I'm looking for what are the trends you're looking at that will shape 2022
0: I think the upcoming trend or, or, or the, the the bigger trend that we we can all see right now is uh, game five, you know or, or or pay play and pay and play you know play and get money kind of a, kind of model is 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 going to be big you know in the in the crypto space especially for this quarter. You know, we have seen, uh, at least for, for me, I have seen big game players uh, changing their gaming model into this. Uh, and they will make a big big uh, hype, you know, in, 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 in the fourth quarter. That's what I see from the game uh, trending uh, side. Uh, the other thing that I talked about uh, earlier in the show, uh, I, I hope to see uh, manufacturing uh, uh, um manufacturing facilities uh, using blockchain, you know, uh, as part of their industrial 4.0 initiative or as part of their automation initiative. I hope to see that uh, together with uh, the supply chain, you know, because I think uh, good use cases like that is going to be there for for a long time. Uh, And and these two are are, are two different trends that I see that is happening. And then the, the very last trend, uh, that I, I, I hope uh, to see as well, or at least I, I, I see some of the countries uh, pushing this very hard, you know, is to have uh, crypto as a, f- as a former form of payment, you know. Uh, and, and, and that is also something big and also a baby step, you know, for, for merchants to understand, you know, some of how some of these tokens are going to work for them, you know. And, and how things can be a lot easier, you know, in, 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 in the in the retail environment, you know, uh, especially during this uh, COVID period. So these are the three uh, possible trends that I, I, I see that are coming. And again, you know, um, I, I, I hope everyone would, would always, you know, stay safe, you know, and also stay safe with the tokens that you are trying to buy as well, right, because um, not all tokens are the same, not all not all tokens with 21 million supply is going to be like a uh, Bitcoin, right? So everyone got to try to stay safe, you know, especially during, during times where, 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 you know, a lot of uh, projects are encouraging trading and so forth. So that's, that is a final word of caution, you know, for, for everybody, you know, buy things that you really know, buy things that you, are, you felt that is safe, do your own research and then make your own informed decision. You know, that's that's my final note to everybody.
1: Well, Andy, thank you so much for being our guest today on Crypto Savvy. And we look forward to speaking with you again. Uh, Hopefully, when you're in Hong Kong or in the metaverse, we can catch up in our studio and uh, do this again. But thank you so much for your insights today.
0: Thank you, my friend. So I hope to see you soon. Thank you.
1: I hope that after today's episode with Andy, you understand more about blockchain, the metaverse and emerging technologies. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating as it helps others to find us. I'm Walter Jennings, and this was Crypto Savvy from the Hashkey Group. Thank you for listening to Crypto Savvy, the podcast that delivers the essentials, brought to you by Hashkey Group.